If you think choosing a niche is going to save your business, think again. I do not believe in niching down. I am an anti-nicher and I'm sitting before you with a six-figure agency, a very successful online business. And time and time again, I see people stressing over choosing a niche to the point that it paralyzes them from even starting their business. And that is actually the worst thing you could be doing as a social media manager right now. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Welcome back, everyone. I am really excited to dive into today's juicy episode, and I'm going to talk through how to find a niche and my tips and strategies there, but also a little bit more about my niching journey and how actually not having a niche helped me in my business, how I really see niching as this fluid cycle, this fluid journey that really does change over time. And also how I see niching working uh, with students of mine and not working. And this episode, I've been so excited to record. It's been on my list for a while because I just feel like the conversations I see online from other business owners, other service providers, even like influencers is that you have to have a niche. So time and time again, people come into my program, the Dishing Up Digital School, and I see them. It's like this pattern everyone goes through where they can't choose a niche and they just get stuck. And I want to record this episode to really speak to those people who don't have a niche and are feeling really lost and confused and actually tell you that it's okay. The way that I talk about niching, the way that I teach on this is that it's a journey. For some of us, our journey is a little bit different. I have students that come in and have a really clear niche from the beginning, and that's perfect. If you do have a niche, run with it, especially for those who have experience in another industry. For example, one of my students is a former like real estate agent. That's what she used to do before having kids. So she actually has experience working in the industry and also building her own Instagram profile. So her niche, she wanted to work with other real estate agents. And I was like, amazing, perfect. You have such an advantage in that field. You've got the experience. You understand their language, their lingo. You are going to have a foot ahead, a step ahead, any other social media manager pitching to these real estate agents. Likewise, I had a student who was previously an electrician. So she leaned into working with electrical companies because she literally had the understanding to create the content that they needed. But then you have someone like me. (laughs) I want to talk about my niching journey as, you know, the anti-niche. Let's just say I'm an anti-niche. So for me, when I started out, I really wanted to work with fashion and beauty and travel businesses. And for me, I didn't want to really tighten down into a super strict niche because I had tried to do that previously with my YouTube channel. And yes, it did help us grow a lot in the early stages, my sister and I, when we were like really in the DIY niche. And 
yes, it got us lots of views and subscribers, but it wasn't sustainable. I knew from past experience, if I had a really tight niche, I would get so bored doing the same thing over and over, creating the same content for the same type of people. And I feel like nobody talks about that when they talk about niching down. It's freaking boring to work on the same clients over and over again, to just work with, say, uh, interior designers or to just work with people in the sports industry, to just work with health coaches or any of these things. Putting yourself in this box is really like creatively challenging. And that's when you're a social media manager for six months and you get bored and you quit. The other thing no one talks about is often your clients do not want you working with their competitors. You cannot niche down and just work with health coaches because I can guarantee you one of your clients is going to have an issue with you working with another health coach, creating the exact same type of content, marketing towards the exact same audience. Why does no one talk about this with niching? Like, yes, it can be really helpful in helping you grow and being a specialist, but niching does have its cons and niching isn't for everyone. There is no one way to success. So coming back to my journey, I wanted to do fashion, beauty and travel. It was quite a broad niche, but it was, you know, somewhat of a niche. I really started focusing on fashion and beauty local businesses here in New Zealand and that worked, but it didn't give me enough momentum. And I knew the most valuable thing for me as a new social media manager was experience. I needed to work with as many people as possible and quickly. And for me, opening up my niche worked really well. And it also gave me the opportunity to test out different industries and fields and see what was actually most profitable. For me, I really wanted to work with small fashion boutiques, but they don't always have the big budget. <laughs> and that was where I actually took on working with a health coach. And that was a completely different world that I'd never looked into, um, not just like health coaches specifically, but also coaching. Like I hadn't really done any of that myself at that point. I didn't have my program or I hadn't been doing private coaching. So for me, that was like access to this whole new world and a hugely profitable niche to be in that I wouldn't have known about if I hadn't stepped outside the world of fashion and beauty and accepted that client. Likewise, in the beginning, I worked with a company that sold water bottles. I worked with a company that sold garage doors. Not the most thrill thrilling thing, but so many lessons and such a great opportunity for me to learn as a new entrepreneur. I also worked with a dog food brand. There was a couple of people selling candles. There were some people in the skincare niche and someone who sold like hand knitted handbags and then another person who did like vegan leather handbags. So all sorts of different things and some that were in my ideal niche, but some that were not. Some that were for dog food and garage door brands. I remember I did some stuff for like kids brands as well. And those that don't know me, like I, I don't have any like small children in my immediate family. And I just, I don't, I don't really have those maternal instincts. I mean, maybe they'll develop, maybe I'll hit 30 and suddenly I'll be like super clocky and maternal. I don't know. But right now I'm not a kid person <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but that's a conversation for another day. But for me, like stuff like that, working with a children's band, I was kind of like, oh my God, what do I say about this? Like, let me try tap into any deep, deep buried maternal instinct that might be inside me to try figure out what kind of content to create here. So again, stepping outside my niche was really beneficial for me because it gave me the experience. I got to see what other niches were profitable, what I actually enjoyed as well. I see a lot of students come into my programs who think they want to work in a certain niche. And then when they start doing it, they actually decide they don't like it. Um, and they don't enjoy the content. They don't enjoy the industry at all. And again, you don't know until you try. 
And this is where in the early stages, having a broad niche and trying and experimenting with outside industries, you know, things outside your niche can be super, super important. Then you enter the next phase of your niching journey. For me, once I'd established uh, a good amount of experience, I had a bit more of a name for my business. That was when I went back to my fashion, beauty and travel. That was probably, I want to say like 10, eight to 10 months into my journey as a social media manager. That was when I could afford to let go the client that sold dog food. And I found myself in a really cool position, maybe even like 12 months, um, the 12 month milestone. I found myself in the cool position where I was working with a bridesmaid company, a bridesmaid dress company. I had someone who sold candles. I had a skincare business, someone who's, who was doing the handbags. And then I had a travel tour company as well. And it was amazing. And I think I definitely would have stayed on that journey with my niching if COVID hadn't happened, where obviously uh, the travel company had to close down and I needed to kind of pivot and I started moving more into like e-commerce businesses that were really popping off in lockdown. But again, that's the beauty of a niche. You can change and you can pivot. And sometimes it is, a t- is it is essential. Um, I keep talking to some of my students at the moment who want to work with cafes and restaurants and they want to make that their niche. And that's something that I, d- I, d- I wouldn't rule it out completely at the moment, but if you're struggling to get clients, That is an industry which I think is struggling at the moment. When you think about the cost of living crisis, when you think about the high inflation, those cafes are suddenly paying way more for all of the food and all of their supplies. They're probably also having to pay their employees more because I know like at least in New Zealand, our minimum wage has gone up and a lot of people are asking for those pay rises. So suddenly their expenses are going up a lot. And they may not have room for a social media manager at the moment. So things like that, pivoting your niche, depending on what's happening in the world. And my favorite saying, following the money. (laughs) Where is the money being spent at the moment? The interesting thing that happened for me after COVID as well is probably, you know, like a, a year and a half coming up two years into my business was my niche started to really broaden up again. And that was because of my reputation and my skill level and how much I had evolved. And this is a really natural thing with niching. Starting broad, figuring out what you're looking for, niching down into what you think is profitable and what you love. Then it broadens back up again because everybody wants a piece of you. And like, that's not to sound up myself, but that's genuinely what I experienced because I was creating results for my clients, because I was creating a bit more of a name for myself in the industry, because I had clients referring me their friends and their contacts. That was suddenly when I started working with people in all sorts of different niches. And that again is why I don't think you should put yourself into that tight box of niching down at least forever because you're gonna miss out on some really cool opportunities. Obviously in that, stages, uh, in that stage of niching down, the benefit is also being a specialist. Like I've talked about this before. Um, a lot of people in the industry use the analogy of like a neurosurgeon. Like a neurosurgeon is gonna get paid a lot more than a doctor. And that is because they are a specialist. So if you are a specialist who works on Instagram and you, um, you work with coaches, like that is really attractive to that ideal client if a client is looking at say a super generalized social media manager or someone who specifically works on the app that they want in the industry and niche that's more attractive than the generalist so it does help in that sense and that is the power of having niche but 
it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. And I want you to remember what I've said about my own journey and how it can be really fluid and it can change. But I also want you to remember that if you can't pick a niche right now and it's stopping you from sending out a pitch, from putting together your prices and packages, from even naming your business, all of these things are so bad like I can't think of another word to say like this is so bad if you're in this position you need to get out you need to start working with businesses and let go this pressure that you've put on yourself to have to have a niche to be successful I am here to tell you that you do not need a niche to be successful you can work with multiple different industries and different types of clients and still grow your business your niche can change it can be fluid you have the power to pivot All of these things. But if you are in the position where you can't think of a niche and you've heard all of these influencers or all of these content creators and other social media managers talking about the power of the niche, all of what they're saying is true, but it's not the be all and end all. You do not have to have a niche to be successful. And if you want to be successful, you need to get out there and start working with clients. So Take, if you can't decide between like three different niches, do what I did. Like I had fashion, beauty and travel and I gave all three a shot, (laughs) right? I went out there and I found which one I loved. I found which one was profitable. And then I also found coaching and ended up working with a lot of coaches. So again, you don't know until you try. If you're stuck, just go for it. Pick a niche, run with it. Or pick three niches and run with it. That's honestly my best advice. Pick three, start from there, go for it. If another person pops up from a completely random different niche, bring them on, take the opportunity. That is what I want you guys to be working on. I think I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet, a little bit shorter than usual, but I honestly feel that it's like niching to me. People spend too much time on it. People spend too much time stressing. I want you guys to jump on, listen to this podcast for about 10 minutes to get that really strong understanding, to get that confidence, to go out there and start working with clients, to have that clarity around if you need a niche or not, and just go for it. Do not spend another moment sweating over your niche. The most important thing for you right now is to get out there and start working with clients and speaking from experience. Your niche is not everything. Everybody's journey to success is different and that's actually really, really awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast so you can catch the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, also don't forget to leave us a review. It really helps us out, especially on Apple, getting our podcast out and in front of more eyeballs. I really appreciate it. And yeah, with that all out of the way, I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys.